That's why I'm recording naked then. Every episode, just full blown naked, right in the middle of the kitchen, right at the island. Not now. Oh. <laughs> it's a little chilly to be it's completely too fucking naked. cold right now. My balls are the size of like cashews. Plus, I don't let anybody see my dick without a half chub on, so that's a thing. At least a half chub. It can't be all shrunken up. It don't look right. <laughs> It's like a whole different color when it's like that. <laughs> this is true. Makes me look smaller than I really am. I'm Mason. And I'm Oz. And this is Conspiracy, Conspiracy on, on the Rocks. Rocks. No, <laughs> it's too cold to take your clothes off. Damn it. Man, right. god damn. All right, hey guys, we're here again with another episode, and this is, this, I'm fucking excited for this one. I've really been excited for this one, because Oz doesn't know shit about it. Yeah, I don't actually know a lot about this one. <laughs> we're talking about the conspiracies behind, like, the deaths of Tupac and Tupac Shakur and uh, Christopher Wallace, other known as the Notorious B.I.G. Now, I did do some research, but you boys are probably going to be doing more educating towards me, so. Probably a little bit. I don't even know, because you don't listen to them much. Well, we're joined by our friend, which I forget what, what you... Cheddar. 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 My favorite cheese. I'll remember that. All right. We're joined by Cheddar. I you like Cheddar, too. What? Mild Cheddar. Oh, I gotta have yes. sharp. Everyone fucking tells me that. I love a two mild cheddar on a grilled cheese. Fuck. Man, I used to, when I used to smoke, that was the best thing. Just one grilled cheese, a shit ton of grilled cheddar. Anyway. Making me I hungry. Used, I, used to, I used to smoke and put sliced cheese on hot dogs and heat that up in the microwave, and that was like the best thing in the world. Oh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke, but my favorite grilled cheese is with a slice of ham in the middle. Mm, Absolutely. Just one single slice of ham? Oh, I mean, pile it on there. More, okay, yeah. more cheese, more more ham. Cheese doesn't count. Cheese. <laughs> I remember... You can never have enough cheese. If, if <laughs> I remember when I was younger, my mom used to make me this after-school snack. And I'm going to put quotations as after-school snack because my mother would make this for me. This was something she thought was okay to make her high school child. It was just a Rum bowl of bacon bits and shredded cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My mom would feed that to me. <laughs> I asked her about it, like, I think like four years ago, I asked her why she thought it was okay to feed that to me. She's like, that's what you want. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Mom. <laughs> just shredded cheese, like Mexican blend and bacon bits. And like the fake imitation Betty Crocker bacon bits. Oh. So like the real crunchy ones. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a bowl of that like a day, along with like my 30 monsters I drank in high Jesus school. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac today. So this is going to be cool because I'm really interested in this conspiracy theory. So... So Christopher George Latour Wallace, notorious B.I.G. was, was that born. his actual name? Yeah, that Dang. was his full I name. I did not, I did not know that. Christopher George Latour Wallace, um, born May twenty first, nineteen seventy two, in Brooklyn, New York. He was a child of Jamaican immigrants, and uh, his dad split. His dad was like a professor and like split when he was like two, and then his mother was a uh, preschool teacher known as Valletta Wallace, which I'll bring her up later. Um, she also attended night school as well as teaching preschool. I think she also works like another job somewhere in there. So she was like almost never home. Right. 
Um, he earned the name of Big at the age of 10 from being overweight, essentially. So, like, and he was, like, a big kid. Like, I, I didn't have his height at that age, but, like, at, at full growth, like, around the time we get to, like, his death and stuff, he was, like, 24 or something. Dude, he was, like, 6'3 and almost 320 pounds, something Jeez. like that. He was dude, a big dude. When I was looking these guys up, that actually kind of fucked me up. I had no idea how young they oh, were. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they were, like, our fucking like, ages, Tupac, They were younger than us. Tupac was 25, and Biggie was only 24. Yeah, Biggie was 24. Yeah. Like, I'm Big, like, holy dude, shit. Biggie died at my age. I'm currently 24 at the I'm end of the year. I'm currently 25, so... I'm 20... Fuck you guys. <laughs> I turn 26 in, like, next month, but, you know. I got a, I got a couple more. The end of the year before I turn 25. But, uh... Shut yeah, at the age of 12, he just started dealing crack. Goddamn. In New York, at the age of 12, uh, yeah, he started Balling. dealing crack. Right, right, like, on his stoop at his house. And uh, there's like I mean, a that's quote, convenient. There's a quote that he he gave uh, one of the news articles. I don't know which one, but he uh, he literally said they would come up and smoke on my stoop. They knew me. They knew my mom's. He just sold crack off his stoop right in his house. Age twelve. Age fucking twelve. But he was a big kid. So who the fuck would mess with him? That's um, true. Uh, he went to George. This this <laughs> fucking school. Okay, so he when he started going to high school, he transferred to this new school because he thought his mom his mom thought it'd be good for him. But this, the fucking name of this. Okay, so he went to George Westington House Career and Technical Education High School. Jesus Christ. Did they have an abbreviation for that? I don't know. I what sure as hell hope they did. Well, they have the house, so probably GWCTE. I don't know. That still sounds long to say. You know who else went there, though? <laughs> who? DMX, Jay-Z, and Busta Rhymes all at the same time really? that he did. Wow, really? They were all in school together. There is a, There's some interview you can find online of Busta Rhymes actually talking about how, like, uh, him and Biggie used to like just basically smoke and skip class a lot, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Biggie Smalls became his rap persona in 1991 due to the stature, and, his stature and weight of being six foot three and up to it. Nobody, I don't think anybody that's had like a safe estimate. Tall. He was like always 300 pounds, if not more. So yeah, so tall and big, dude could push you and you would fly across the room. <laughs> um, and uh, Sean Puffy Combs, so Puff Daddy, signed Biggie to Uptown Records in 1992. Uh, at the time, though, Puffy like Puffy was like working for Uptown Records, right. and he was fired from Uptown in 1993, so like next year. Um, and he started Bad Boy Records immediately, and immediately signed Biggie as like one of his front headliners, like one of the big the big people he wanted to. Dang. I also have an August 8, 1993, Biggie's kid is born. Puffy urges him to quit selling drugs because he was still selling drugs the entire time. He got arrested on like multiple charges throughout his life. Also, he learned in 1993 that his moniker Biggie was taken, even though most people still refer to him as Biggie, and I'm probably going to refer to him as Biggie. What do you mean as taken? Like, Biggie Smalls was actually already taken. Like, somebody actually already had that moniker for a name. Oh, really? In music, yeah. I don't know anything about the guy, because I don't think you can find him. Plus, if you do, you just get Biggie Smalls anyway. Yeah, yeah, when I hear Biggie. Biggie. But apparently, that's when the name, the notorious B.I.G. became a thing. That's when he created it. When See, when you said B.I.G., I didn't know who you were talking about. about. Oh, yeah, when the you Notorious said... B.I.G. is his, like, official name. Oh, okay. Because, like, like, when you say Biggie Smalls, like, that's the guy. Everybody, everybody, has, everybody says Biggie Smalls. Doesn't he have a song with the same name? I think so. And it's, like, one of his most used songs that people use sections from? It could be. I'm not I'm, sure. I don't, I'm not like I said, sure. I'm, I'm not course with the music itself. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. I probably know more songs by Biggie than Tupac. Oh, yeah. I only know, like, three songs by Tupac, and I only really listen to California Love, which is the most overplayed fucking Tupac song. I have like I said, I, I know the song Hit em Up, but I've yeah. never actually listened to it. 
1994, he married Faith Evans and released Ready to Die, which reached uh, over the t- like. Upon its release, I th- I don't think it was actually upon its release. I think it was like a little bit after. But he he uh, put out Ready to Die, which was like his first album. That's the one. If you've ever seen it, it basically has like the little baby of him on it with like the little afro. A lot of people know that one. Um, and it reached four times platinum. Damn. Like in America, so. And it shifted the rap music from like back to East Coast when West Coast was dominating for so long. You definitely have more notes on the stuff than I do. I got. I I I went through their history. What was you say? East Coast. Just throwing that out there. All right, Pennsylvania. I can go through Tupac too, and then then we can get into this major conspiracy. I just want to give you some like the major background, like where these guys came from. Uh, You got a now we got Tupac. So Tupac Amaru Shakur was born. (laughs) His real name was. Leesum Parish Crooks. I Wait, never on. knew oh, that. I did not know I did that. Not either. Either. What, what was the first last name you said there? Sh- Amir Shakur was his middle name. What was his last name? Shakur. Okay, yeah, dude. I was I was watching this video and they kept referring to him as that. I'm like, wait, who the hell are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's his, that's his last. <laughs> name. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, Tupac Shakur, but he was born Lesane Parish Crooks. Was his like actual Brooks. name? Yeah, I never knew that. That's actually I don't understand why I didn't use that. That's actually not a bad name. I totally dig that. He uh, was born June sixteenth, nineteen seventy one. Born in Manhattan, New York. So he was born on the east side. At the age of seventeen, <coughs> though, uh, he represented the east side, right? No, no. no. Biggie, Biggie was, was west. Oh, okay. no, Biggie was east. Tupac was west. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I got it backwards. Biggie was east, Tupac was west, and they were the two biggest names at the time in their game. That's why they were always pitted against each other as representing west and east. Yep. Okay. And, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, Biggie was born in Brooklyn, stayed in Brooklyn. Uh, Tupac was born in Manhattan at the age of 17 in 1988, moved to San Francisco, and then in 1993, he officially moved to L.A., and that's pretty much where he stayed the rest of the Do you know how time. they became friends? Because I, 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 I did find that like they were friends before like their feud had started. I don't but... have any dates, but I do know the slight story of how it happened. Yes. Okay. Uh, I can get to that then. Yes, Because I have, do. Because I, I, I couldn't find anything again. on that. He became a highly acclaimed rapper and actor. He has. He's probably starred in more movies than you would even think. Really? Yeah. He's probably in officially, I think, like six movies in that time era. Yeah. Dang. No uh, he's, he started a movie called Juice. Uh, he was in a movie with, uh, oh, fuck, what's her name? Janet Jackson called Poetic Justice. And then his other movies that came out after his death are called Boy, Gridlocked, and Gang Related. They were all released after his death. He'd already acted in them. And he, they kept his role in them. I heard of Poetic Justice before. That is, that is Janet Jackson in it. He was born to two Black Panther activists, so like he was very political from like a young age. He was like uh, subscribed to it. Right. His mother, uh, like almost got like fully arrested for like some like bombs that went off in like the one city, or like maybe threats of them, but I think they were bombs like like some political activism that happened. Uh, he nationally debuted in nineteen ninety one with the Tupacalypse Now record. Um, I like that name. <laughs> it's, yeah, Tupacalypse like Now. In 1991, and literally at this time, the I don't I didn't fucking raise name down, of course, but the U.S. Vice President at the time said there's no reason for a record like this to be released. They you, said that about a lot of rock yeah, music like, too. The Vice President did not like like the Vice President took a stand against like all of this. Well, then you know it was a good record if someone in the exactly. high powers like fuck we can't have this. Yo, uh, all eyes on me. February 13th, 1996, went five times multi platinum in April. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It went five times multi-platinum at, like, the start. And in April, it went to 50 fucking... It's like, 50 mil. Jesus. It's 50 million fucking copies of this record that sold, dude. 
Um, June 1998, it went uh, nine times multi-platinum. And then uh, in July 2014, it finally hit ten times multi-platinum. It's like 100 million records. That's a fuck ton. In 2014, that record sold 100 million fucking times. Uh, he signed with Death Row Records in 1996 after Suge Knight basically bailed him out of jail. It was like a like a, an agreement that he would get like kind of right. get him out of jail and he would sign with him. Uh, releases the song "Hit Him Up," which re- re- proclaimed <laughs> him the bad boy killer, and he's threatening violence all bad boy industries, which we'll get into then. Um, and that is after this incident, which I'll also put in. Uh, Tupac, uh, his music manager Jimmy Henchman, which is a nickname, <laughs> uh, told him to come do a song with a client at Quad Studios. Upon arrival, three men assaulted and robbed Tupac at gunpoint. Two shots to his head, two shots to his groin, and one, uh, one in the hand. Uh, there's also speculation that Tupac had a piece. That's why it became so violent. He also pulled a gun on them, and there are speculations that the groin shots may possibly have been Tupac misfiring his weapon. So, <laughs> that's speculation that's out there. And then uh, Pac believed that his manager may have set up the hit, but Puffy and Biggie were well aware of the hit. This starts the feud between Biggie and Pac. Huh. Now, if you want to know anything about, like, how they became friends... Yes. Like I said, I didn't really write down the exact thing, but what I read is somewhere along the lines. So when everybody's starting, Biggie, before, like, he's, like, really, really big, he's, uh, I think it's even, like, before, like, the release of his first album. He, uh, he's over in the West Coast, and he's hanging out with people. He's, like, getting his name out and stuff. Right. Supposedly, he was trying... He, he had stumbled upon Tupac's dealer... <laughs> and asked Tupac's dealer if he could possibly get him to introduce him to Tupac. The rest of the story is the dealer took him to Tupac's place. They walked in and Tupac welcomed them with weed, entertainment, and booze. Like a good party host should. So like and then from there on, like I guess they just clicked. They did songs together and then um like I also said earlier like, Biggie would go to the West Coast occasionally and sleep on Tupac's couch. He was, like, a mentor to him and uh, asked him to manage him at one point. But he, Tupac is quoted saying, Shook, uh, I think it's P, Puff, Puff Daddy at the time, I think that's what he was going by. Puff Daddy will make you a star. Huh. So he denied it. And then um, Pac would visit Biggie's neighborhood at the time. Which is, like, another thing that's, I don't know if it's really important to bring up, but it seemed like a... You look at Tupac's lifestyle at the time, he was, like, all glitz, glam, new cars, new fucking fashion. Biggie would wear, like, the same clothes for almost, like, a year straight. He, like, he had lots of money. He was making money, but he just, like... He was humble. Yeah. He, like, wasn't, like, doing all the stuff. He lived in the same neighborhood, took care of, like, his friends and stuff. That's good. His mom. But that tells you the difference between two mindsets from similar backgrounds. Tupac grew up and wanted to live lavishly because he didn't at the time where Biggie saw it as a different aspect he didn't live lavishly so he felt he didn't need it that's you gotta give that to Biggie very humble of him to be like that I like I don't I don't know I don't know either of them but I I love Biggie so much and I like to think that he was the humble like a really humble person because you also if you listen to Juicy he even says it like at one point he's like He's like talking about like the last verses about like where like how they're all like rich and like rich now and like my phone bill's about two G flat because he literally has his whole crew on his phone plan. Like it wasn't just him on a phone plan, like his whole crew's on phone plan, two fucking grand for his whole thing. Jeez. 
money green. It and so may forth. not be humble, it just may be respect. Those were the people who helped him come up and those were the people he's gonna make sure got taken care of. He definitely of. had good relationship with his friends because he did also start he tried to start his own record label and I don't I think around his death, I don't think he really got started, but now I'm forgetting. But he's he, going to, I know that yeah, much. And he was gonna sign his friends Little Kim, the rapper Little Kim. And he was also he also had started the group the Junior Mafia, which was all of his friends from the neighborhood that rapped. So huh. Junior Mafia was already a thing. So yeah, that was like all of his friends already and him in the thing. So yeah, nice. Dang. So that's I mean that's the background, and then I have their deaths right here written down. The story of what all happens both nights. Yeah, I kind of have both, uh, or notes on like both of theirs, but what do you get? You well, might have, I don't have a lot for Tupac, I think, in terms the of The only night. thing I'm not sure of is did Mike Tyson win the fight? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I did not, I do not know about that. I don't know. Like, that is one thing they never talk about. They say you left the Mike Tyson fight, but nowhere anywhere ever states whether Mike Tyson won the fight, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember who he fought. <laughs> or if he won. See, what I have here is in September 7th, 1996, Tupac and Suge Knight, they went to a Mike Tyson fight in Las Vegas. Uh, when they left, apparently they got into an altercation. Um, what's his name? Orlando Anderson. Yeah, they got an altercation with them, yep. and um, in the in the like lobby of this place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got some of it on film, but then like after that, they went to they were heading towards Club Six Six Two. I think I think that's the name. Yeah, it was Shug Knight's Club. Yeah, that, they were going to go there. Then at eleven, uh, was it Six Two or was it Two Six Two? Either way, yeah, one of those numbers. Yeah, one of those Six Six Six. It was at eleven o two. Yeah. At 11.02, they were stopped at an intersection of Flamingo and Caval, and then a white Cadillac pulled up right beside them. Actually, two cars pulled up. Really? Yes, there I, was one on each side. There was one on each side, but... Well, I mean, if I'm stopped at an intersection, there's a good chance that two cars are going to pull up beside me, too. But yeah. I, was, I was told that the one on the driver's... Wait, was it the driver's side? Wait, Pac was in the driver's seat, wasn't he? I thought he was in the passenger. Was I he? thought, yeah, I heard he was in the passenger okay, well, seat. Um, the one that pulled up on the driver's side is the one, it was two girls in a BMW that Pac had invited to the club. Just a small detail that I found. Interesting. He invited these two girls, so that was like two more witnesses, though, to watching him get shot. Apparently, after this fight, though, in the lobby, like, Suge Knight went and made a call. He, yes, he, made, he, yes, he, he did. Like, everyone's scrambling from this fight, and he's like, come with me. But he had to stop and make a call to oh, somebody. Yeah. All right, are we going to dive into this fight, starting now? I don't, I mean, I don't think so, but... I, I just know that he made a call. That is, like, a fact that was stated. I don't remember if there's anything on the recollection of the call. That's all theory. Yeah, but but then... what he was calling about, but he did make a call. He but, did make a call. But then this gunman, like, I mean, how does he know what side that uh, Tupac's on, you know? This gunman pulls up, fires 14 shots, and hits hits Tupac four, four times. And then uh, Knight was hit by a bullet fragment in the head. Should have been wearing his helmet. He's a fucking knight, for God's sakes. Yeah, where's your fucking armor? Dickhead. <laughs> I think I found out it's Bruce Selden versus Mike Tyson. Oh, it's geez. Tyson won. It says Tyson easily defeated Selden. Damn. They do say that Mike Tyson easily defeated him, but holy shit, fucking... Bruce Selden's six foot one at 229, and Mike Tyson's 5'10 at 219. He kind of had him just a little bit over. Anyway, wait, you said he got shot... 
And then what? And then they took him to the they took him to the hospital, didn't they? They took him to the hospital. Yes, where he faked his death. Did he? <laughs> Uh, was it? Uh, hit Pac four times. Upon a hospital visit, he was put into a coma, succumbed to his injuries on September 13th, 1996. Yee. And that's Tupac when he left for Cuba, apparently. Uh, I want to talk about the Cadillac. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was I'll a white Cadillac. A white Cadillac. A white Cadillac, and it was the person in the back, I think, I found out, was nope. the person who shot it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Now, Hunter, what were you saying about, like, the guns being handed off? Cause that uh, Orlando Anderson person, oh uh, he he was he, in the fight in the lobby. He was in the fight in the lobby. So if you want me to start there, I'll start there with my my knowledge. Sorry, I mean chat. so it doesn't matter <laughs> any which way. Um, so Orlando Anderson was the one they were pretty much everyone was trying to beat the shit yeah, out by yeah. the small by I think the small video camera footage. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, he had multiple people on him, so. Suge Knight was, in the video, if you watch, he's actually behind the crowd that's in front of him. And to me, it looks like Suge Knight is trying to get to Anderson himself. Just by the way he's diving into this this fight, by the small clip of the video. The video is very blurry, and you really can't tell what's going on too much. But in the video I did see, they circled who was supposed to be Suge Knight, and it looked like he was at the back trying to get forward to him. Later in years... And some people believe he was paid off. He stated that Suge Knight was not trying to get to him, but trying to pull people off. I and did from hear the something about that. Small yeah, clip that I cool. saw, it does not look that way yeah. at all. Because yeah, he's not that. actually pulling people off, and he's just trying to. Looks like get, he's just trying to in. get it in. Huh. That that was straight up gang violence. You have a blood trying to get to the crib. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was pulling people off either. Big Zen. So, uh... Big Zen. I got, I got a little bit more here, too, that, like, led up to his death, because this is all after Tupac's. It should be stated, too, at this time, it was Tupac's intention to basically leave Death Row Records. If not just trying to get out of the gangster rap life, he was definitely trying to leave Death Row Records. Really? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was definitely trying to get out of Death Row. That kind of leads there was, uh, credence to him trying to fake his death. There was some, yeah, there was something I saw yesterday that I did not know about at all until I read it. Um, so apparently, in a deal with how Suge Knight bailed him out, and he signed to Death Row. One of the people that were on the legal team for Death Row Records basically owned the rights to a good amount of his music and what control they had on him, and he didn't like that. Ooh. So a big reason why he wanted to just kind of leave was so that he could just be away from all that. What about that lawyer he fired? That's the one. That's okay. the one who fired him. He fired him, and there's like a conspiracy in there that he may have been part of like getting Suge Knight off if that's a thing, like if he was part of it. Or he may have also been the one who may have taken a hit on him from like getting him out of his job because you apparently I don't know the guy fully. I didn't do a lot of access on him, periodly. Yeah, but you didn't go against this one lawyer apparently. Like you just no, didn't. Okay. And he didn't play. He played by the books as far as legal locality goes, but he played dirty while doing it. He yeah. used everything the right way and. In his favor. Yeah, I wish I would have wrote his name down because I found it. I found it randomly through one site that wasn't even like really focusing. I, on I started him, listening so. about like something with that, but I'm like, this sounds like a whole other conspiracy within the conspiracy. So I kind of like just kind of push that aside. Yeah, I, I didn't really write anything down you, about it. There is not one episode that we could do 
if we wanted to dive into every conspiracy. We'd have to do just one on Tupac, just one on Biggie. Oh, if we yeah, wanted to dive yeah. that deep. Alright, let me get on it, though. So, uh, in February 1997, so I think this is... 1996, so this is, like, what, like, a few months? This is, like, six five, months. about six months? Wait. No, I think it's about five. Talking to Biggie's death? Not Biggie's death. Okay. Um, February 1997, uh, Christopher traveled to California to promote his Life After Death album before it got released. He was also shooting his Hypnotize video in Miami. Well, not Miami. In fucking L.A. This is, like, the big <laughs> one where, like, you see him on the boat with, like, the women and stuff. Have you ever seen that? Uh, that iconic. was the song I was thinking about. <laughs> they use that in a lot of modern music. If you listen, they throw throwbacks to that song in a <laughs> lot biggie, of modern. Biggie, biggie, can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. That's, yes. that yeah, that's that's that. That's like there's like a big shot of like him driving like a, a boat around in the, the LA ports and stuff. So it might have been San Francisco, but either way, he's he's on the West Coast. And actually, during his time there, he hired like a bunch of bodyguards because he was like scared for his life there because like it's West Coast fucking you know a lot of shit. And a lot of people already think that he was behind Tupac's death, so people were pissed at him. But he's trying to like stop this fighting and stuff essentially a little bit with like his promotion over there. That's why he went over there and put himself on the line was like try to like ease some stuff, but I don't think that worked. Now we're on March 8th. Here's where we're getting to it. So he was there from February and March 8th. He presents an award at the Soul Train Music Awards. He got a lot of booze walking right. up on stage, too. <laughs> um, attending the after party Damn. at 12.30 a.m. on March 9th, uh, the fire department shut down due to overcrowding. So literally all these people are, like, scrambling to get out because basically the party's over. Everybody's trying to get to their car, and they're trying to leave. Right. So upon leaving, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to diagram as best as I can. So there's three cars. You have Puff, you have Puff Daddy, and his three bodyguards in the first one, which I think was, I think it was, no, that's the other part. I don't know what he was driving, actually. So he's out front, though. So there's like a caravan on. So he's out front. Biggie is in the second one. He's in the passenger seat of a green GMC Suburban um, with four of his other friends that were in the Junior Mafia, I believe. Uh, and then Paul Orford who is actually, like, their, like, security head in, like, Bad Boy Records, it's in the back, also in another GMC Suburban. And what happens is, just like Tupac, they get stopped at a red light. Right. Huff's car gets through. This is something that happens. So it was Huff, at the intersection of Wilshire Boulevard. There you go. Puff's car gets through the gets through the light in time. Uh, Biggie's car gets stopped. Paul's car gets stopped. And then this is when a... Black Chevy Impala. Was it black? I just said Chevy Impala. Okay, so Chevy yeah. Impala rolled up to Big's car, stopped at the red light. Uh, the driver, identified as an African-American man dressed in a blue suit and <laughs> in bow tie. I did see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they have like that. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Um, fired four rounds in the car with a nine. I, I, I remember it now. It was a nine millimeter blue steel right, uh, blue steel pistol. Hey, yeah. Biggie was rushed to uh, Cedars. He was out of the four people in the car. He was the only one hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Biggie was rushed to Cedars Sinai Medical Center, pronounced dead at one fifteen a.m. at the age of twenty four. And that is where um, the autopsy that was released later, like the autopsy report when it was released, like the public could see it. People realized that the fourth bullet was the only one that was actually fatal to him. I don't know where the other ones landed, but the fourth one was the one that punctured his colon, liver, a lung, and his heart. And that's the one that basically put him out. Like, he could have probably survived from the other ones, but that fourth one was... Yeah, that'll do it to you. 
it's a lot of internal organs there that uh, are kind of vital. What are you talking about? Mine are external. Huh. Yeah, shit. Don't you ever wonder what this bag is I carry around? I did. That's what it is. I've been carrying that thing around for fucking ever. Yeah. It's a nice bag. What happens if I kick it? Oh, I probably poop. <laughs> <laughs> do, you poop do you poop or... into the bag or? Uh, there's another tube. That's what that other bag is. Oh, that makes sense. That's why there's always a trail of blood leading out my <laughs> Oh, that's why you re- leave red shit everywhere. <laughs> I could have swore there was black and white pictures from a street camera or a building's camera of the intersection during the time though where you can see the car sitting next to Biggie's car. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen those, but I mean, it, it could be possible. But I could be wrong and just be thinking of something that somebody just made. Yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, after the shooting went off and the car sped off, uh, P. Diddy, is P. Puffy Daddy, God, dude, fucking idiots. He ran shot. across the road to help the guy. Yeah. Sean Combs. <laughs> Change his fucking name 50 times. P. Diddy, I know him as P. Diddy. It's like, I think he's just known as Diddy now. Like, it was like Puff Daddy, <laughs> then I think it was just Puffy, then it turned into P. Diddy, and now I think he's just Diddy. I think that's the fucking timeline of this fucker. <laughs> I, I honestly don't have anything written down on him because I couldn't, I, I like, I, I didn't know what to call him. Oh, really? <laughs> just Sean Combs. <laughs> Sean Combs is his name. Like, like they kept referencing this guy, and like every time they'd say something different. Because the title of the year is and all, the, and all the different videos I was watching. I'll so. always refer to him as P Diddy. He is always and forever will be P Diddy. All right, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him, he's just insane. Um, that's that's all of it though. That's the life and death of Tupac Shakur and Christopher Wallace. Um. All right, yeah, the first one is Orlando Anderson, I think. I don't have a lot on him. I just have that he died in a gunfight in Compton in, like, 1998. I have that, too. Okay, so... They were going to look into him, but... Yeah, he was a crit member. They couldn't look into him after his death, and he was possibly the shooter. But I... I, That just stems into, like, gang violence stuff, so... Plus, Anderson's only for Pac. Anderson isn't for both. Yeah. So When when they left the... uh, Was it the big stadium where the fight was going... They, you know, they had yeah, a yeah. line of cars behind him, and they all said it was him. They all said it had to have been him. Oh, and damn. he also has connections to P. Diddy. I don't, I don't know much more on that then. Um, he's like I said, there was the other guy in the vehicle with Orlando Anderson, so to believe. I don't know his first name, but his last name was Davis. Oh he yeah, was I, a yeah, uncle, I, cousin, something to the I aspect did see of, his name. and he non-newsletter, so there's no proof or any written statement anywhere of it, said Don't leave a paper trail. That P. Diddy paid him a million dollars and that it just so happened that he was on the side of the vehicle, Anderson was on the side of the vehicle that Tupac was, so he shot if it was the other way around, Davis would have shot. Yeah. And there's your connection to the P. Diddy conspiracy that's that's as simple as it fucking gets you can't really dive into that it's just some random person saying that this person who was related to orlando anderson said p diddy paid a million dollars had tupac killed it's not fucking money that is but i mean like right now that's like that's actually like a million and a half like a little bit over that so it's fucking money uh yeah no that makes sense though yeah because then they could they could roll up on either side 
I don't know much more on that though, but that I guess they attacked him, but then that would just be I was the same knight though. So he would have to have like pulled himself together after getting his ass beat. <laughs> well he didn't technically pull himself together. The other people in the vehicle pulled him together. <laughs> that's and true. That's the case. I think there's also a conspiracy that Biggie supplied the gun to Orlando Anderson. That's a theory. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that one, but like, I'm sure it could be. I'm going to be 100% honest and say this outright. Doesn't sound like a legit one, though. No, I don't no. think it was. They say he did, and they say he was, like, messing around on... I think there's an account of him messing around on the West Coast and him supplying the gun and doing dealings. He wanted like, his gun to be the one that did it. I think at the time, two... No, no, uh, Biggie was actually uh, in New Jersey recovering from a car accident, so I think it would have been pretty hard for him to attempt to do that unless he did it all through, like, I mean, fuck, it was, like, 1996, 1997. The internet existed back then. How well, though? Not very. He persuaded people with subliminal messages if you played his music backwards. Music. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know if you play juicy backwards, it's actually just a recipe for beef wellington. <laughs> it's so juicy. God damn it. Alright, then I want to roll into Shug Knight, which I know you're not about, but... I'm Shug not Knight. about, but it does have some shit that has... sounds legit. I'm not going to deny that. I just don't lean that way. So, I think uh, a big one, because Shug Knight is, like, for both. So, I think one that can work is, well, one that can work. One that does get brought up is Shug Knight was believed to have had Pot killed before he was able to leave Death Row. That way he was able to cash in on his golden goose indefinitely. Can we, can we just say, like, he was at the CEO of, like, a company, or, like, the record company called Death Row? I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. but <laughs> Probably know. not, but, I, I mean, you know. He was almost put on death row. Um, I'll see why it wasn't, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, it, it, that makes sense, because, like, think about it. He, If he kills him, he automatically gains all rights to his music, because it's all signed under that label. So he yeah. has all rights to it. Plus, what sells music? Death of an artist. It's like, same thing as an it act. It's too early. Uh, like, as, like, a bonus? Like, yeah, most people are remembered way better when they die, uh, die too young. soon. Yeah, which they fucking did. That, yeah, they did. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it started selling stuff. I think that's when his, like, second album started going higher up because because he was fucking to, gone. To put it in perspective, Juice World right now is our modern Tupac. He had three albums out before death. Dies and they say he has over 2,000 on release already recorded, ready to be released music. And all of a sudden, he's being featured in all these people's music. His He's got a whole album out that sings about his death, which I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure after Tupac's death, there's a song that he sings about himself there's, dying. There's a, yeah, there's a. Tupac and Biggie did the same thing. That's literally like why uh, Biggie's fucking albums are uh, ready to die and life after death because he like struggled with the idea of like he wanted to die and then not wanting to die in the life after death. Tupac did the same thing. There's like two to three songs that like it's all about his death and trying to like envision it and stuff. And, yeah, they so, were they were all around. So it. sadly, our modern day Tupac and I know it may be wrong to compare the two. But in the essence of dying at a young age and 
their music being released after death. Juice World is our modern Tupac. Yeah, it sells music. Look yeah. what's happening with Dad Pump right now too, because they broke up. Their fucking records are skyrocketing. <laughs> what? Really? No, yeah, that punk broke up. I didn't know that until you told me. Yeah. Guess we ain't staying up all night to get lucky anymore. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, they broke up. You get on YouTube, just watch Epilogue if you feel like watching a 10-minute video. Um, The other thing, though, uh, he may have had Biggie killed out of revenge for Tupac's murder because they all thought it was him. So, like, even if he didn't do it or if he did do it, he did retaliate an idea... Um, and there was also, like, another thing that maybe if he did kill Tupac, he had Biggie killed to distract police and investigators away from him. I don't really know how that works, because I would think you would be a main subject in Yeah, like, like you're, you're the prominent figure in both death cases here. <laughs> but Suge Knight uh, couldn't play a role both. Once again, see, you can look at it that way, but actually, in all honesty, P. Diddy was also a primary suspect. Oh, I got P. Diddy in here, don't you worry. In both cases, so... That is true, yeah. I got Diddy in here. It's really weird. This is where it gets weird, because I tried to do them down through, but, like, LAPD, they believe that the LAPD may have been, like, a big one that played a role with Biggie's death. Oh, I did hear about this, yeah. Wasn't it, like, a certain type of special ammo that's only manufactured, like, in two places in the United States, and then, like... I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Like that was the <laughs> yeah, type of no. bullet that they found, and like that was the t- the type of ammo was found in the cops' house. Oh, like no, I didn't see that. One before. of the cops' house. Never heard of and that. They, and then they didn't investigate him at all. <laughs> I did not hear that about that. Sounds like the LAPD. <laughs> Does sound like LAPD, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't ever hear that before. Um, this one also ties in with Suge Knight, though, because Damn. apparently, <laughs> so the guy who was in charge of the investigation, his name is Russell Poole. Uh, the lead investigator on Biggie's death, he was accused, he accused other LAPD officers of having a connection to Death Row Records and Suge Knight, which, why the fuck wouldn't you? It's fucking Death Row Records and you're the cops. I'm sure there's some money being exchanged somewhere. Probably. For being a fucking big name, big name fucking blood. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a front for gang shit. That's all that was, was to make money for their gang shit. Exactly. So, like, they had to have their hands in their pockets somewhere. Exactly. So, like, this guy's investigating and he accused everybody of having, like, a connection somewhere. And uh, he believed that, like, he did believe that some of the LAPD officers possibly under Suge Knight's order, if not just maybe in, like, the craft of Suge Knight, did plan Biggie's murder. Uh, revenge for Tupac was... Oh, in, like, in a revenge for Tupac. So Because uh, they believe that Biggie was the one that orchestrated yeah, the, yeah, yeah, his yeah. murder. So then... Uh, in 1999, he was literally ordered to stop the investigation and then retired from the police department. So, like, he was literally ordered to stop investigating and left. That and, doesn't sound suspicious at all. <laughs> uh, and it, th- this is the this is the weird one. This has nothing to do with anything. Like, this is this is what I'm going to tell you. But like, th- this is just a really weird coincidence that happened. So he literally died of a heart attack. In the middle of discussing his case with L.A. County uh, homicide detectives in 2015. Really? So in 2015, he also oh. he also started writing a book about like the whole thing. And he actually went into like the police department and wanted to talk to the detectives about it. Because it's still basically an open case. Like It was never like fully, fully closed. Like It's just a cold case. And uh, yeah, in, in like the office talking to these people, he has a heart attack and basically dies. So I, that's the end of Paul, probably the only guy who had, like, all the information about all they of They probably it. killed him, then. 
That's that's a real big speculation. I can't. I know it's like Who's okay, they, he showed though? up and they fucking killed him, but it's also like Who's they? eighteen years later. <laughs> Like, holy shit. What did they do? Put a pacemaker on his heart? <laughs> talking about the case, it goes off because of his heart to stop? He was already so old, he had a pacemaker, and they were like, hey, Google, says pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot on the LAPD. Uh, just, I mean, it's, it's fucking the police. It was like the height of, like, some real crazy gangster rap shit. Like, well, they could have been getting paid off. There's, there's also belief that LAPD had a part to play in the conspiracy that Tupac isn't dead, that they staged his death. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? I don't know that one. Yes. I can believe that. I don't know a lot about I don't know the that. officer's name, but there was an officer that said some stuff seemed off. I wasn't allowed close with the primary investigators. I was told to stay around the perimeter. And he's like, there was a lot of weird things, and I do believe an account said they never saw the bo- a Tupac actually being taken off in the ambulance, which seems weird on a crowded intersection. That there's especially yeah. after a fight, like there's a lot of cars around. But there. yeah, I do believe there's no counts of Tupac actually being loaded into an ambulance. I think that's the one. The one you see a lot of. I think a lot of people try to say they they never saw Pac's body being like exhumed, or not exhumed, but like. Nobody apparently ever saw Pac's body after his death or whatever. And it's like, I don't think that works. I don't think that's... Yeah, there's that, a, there's that's a picture nothing of an, to... That one I can believe more. It wasn't seen taken off the There was the a site. picture of an... Like, I think he had an autopsy. I, th- I believe there's a picture of it. But, like, people are like, this doesn't look right. No. Okay. Who take, but then of course is a picture of a dead body being autopsy on the I mean, they take pictures during autopsy. I did, I did, yeah, I, I did, did that. At, who would get, you would I didn't look it up, but some... I was reading about it, and they said that it didn't look right in the picture. Well, yeah, they have them cut open. What's supposed to look right about that? <laughs> that ain't his small intestine. I know what it looks Fucking like. I've seen open, it like, before. There's a rubber band in here between two pegs. Don't touch the sides! <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I fucking hated Operation as a kid. <laughs> the only fucking one I could get was that rubber band. Every other piece I fucking sucked at. Don't touch the sides. Now here's here's the thing. I only have stuff on Sean Combs killing Biggie. I don't have anything on him killing Tupac. So Let's go over that. This is this is for everybody to know. This is where I stand right now. Okay. Uh, Sean Combs, otherwise known as Puff Daddy Diddy P Diddy. Okay, I thought. Yeah, okay. But every, Sean I, Combs. I suck at names. Sean Combs. You have to pee P again. P Diddy. Oh, where are you going? Oh. I do have to pee again, though. Diddy uh, had Biggie <laughs> murdered after watching the skyrocket of Tupac's record sales when he died. That's what I have. That's, that's, that's the conspiracy theory. So he. No. No? Okay. No, that's not what I got, but keep going. Um, I'll keep going because I got a good bit on this one. So uh, Puffy's ex-bodyguard has come out to say that he actually believes these allegations. Not that he has any proof to say that they're real, but he has heard the conspiracy and does believe that this is possibly a thing. Really? Uh, if you want to... Uh, the next thing I, I have is some stuff that Biggie's... Uh, so what I have is some stuff that Biggie's mom, Valletta, has actually said... Um, so she actually be- she believes that both Suge Knight and Puff Daddy are responsible for the- her son's murder. Uh, not in any court. This is just like quotes from her. So she told the Daily Mail that the death of her son hurts me every single day. 
and that she has a very good idea about who killed him. Um, and th- these are like, here's like a major quote I'm going to read. So, they've done their investigation, but they refuse to move forward. I don't know why they haven't arrested who was involved. Seems to me that it's one giant conspiracy, and someone is de- definitely being protected somewhere down the line. So, Biggie's Wait, mom fully believes that they know. Is that what she said? Yeah. Ooh. She believes that they know who killed her son and who is responsible, but nobody's being, nobody's being, like, arrested for it, and they're just ignoring it. I can believe that. I yeah. mean, she gets covered up all the time. So, it kind of coincides with what you said. He saw the sales skyrocket. But it's also under the same pretense as Tupac in the belief that Suge Knight killed Tupac because he was leaving and wanted rights to his music. Obviously, you mentioned earlier that Biggie was starting his own record label. P. Diddy did not want him to leave because then P. Diddy would lose the rights to his music. And unlike Suge Knight, because Suge Knight's studio did get sued by, I do believe, his mother for the rights to Tupac's song. Whether she won or not, I do not know, but he was taken to court over the rights to his music. Nobody contested P. Diddy with Biggie's music at all. So when Biggie died, P. Diddy did have everything. As far as I know, and I can't guarantee it, never looked into it, I believe he still does. Or whatever record label company bought the rights to it. But nobody personally anymore has the rights to Biggie's music. Oh, Hence why, like, Hypnotize is appearing in so much modern music. Because it's owned by re- a record label company, so people can just fucking use it. They, don't have, to, it. they don't have to get copyright. They just ask the studio, and the studio says, sure. But that is why P. Diddy had Biggie killed, because he didn't want him leaving and losing the money that he was making off of him. And that's what connects P. Diddy and Biggie. P. Diddy paid to have Tupac killed because Tupac, honestly, was the bigger of the two names at the time. He was marrying in more money than Biggie. Biggie wanted him to um, promote him, right? Or sponsor him? or I guess. Mentor him. I guess Mason said that was a thing. Yeah, he wanted Tupac to mentor him. But, um, that being said... P. Diddy wanted Tupac gone so that Biggie's sales would increase, not knowing what was going to happen to Tupac's music after his death, which skyrocketed, immensely skyrocketed. So you're saying he saw saw that? that He saw that, didn't want Biggie leaving, so he also hired people to kill Biggie. Whereas in Tupac's case... It is pretty clear that if he was killed, he was killed by a crypt, which was the opposing gang. There is no word on such affiliation to a gang member being being killing Biggie. So that being said, they don't know if a crypt had something to do with it, if a blood had something to do with it. They can't they have no knowledge in Biggie's case if that was the case. Huh. So the the perfect thing in all in all aspects is that if P Diddy did play a part in both of them, he basically had the two most perfect murders committed, with no connection to himself. But he's still alive and not in jail, right? I don't know. He ain't no. in jail. P, P Diddy. Oh, P Diddy's not in jail. 
Yeah, I mean, like, which, say, which once again, it right all now, comes, and... it all comes back to hearsay. No, no paper trails, no written statements. So, but that's where I stand with P. Diddy doing it. I can get on board with that. I think Biggie and Tupac, they're down there in Cuba. They're just fucking. They're both in Cuba. They're just living it up and drinking fucking drinks all damn day. What what, what drinks are they drinking, Mason? What are what are we drinking yeah, what, right now? Yeah, what are we drinking? I think it's. Thugs, Thugs Paradise, or Thugs Life, or something. So the next one I have is the FBI. Okay. <clears throat> Got anything on the FBI? I do not have anything on the FBI. No. Nope. So this one I didn't know about a whole lot. I, like, cannot believe it wholeheartedly. But the FBI is speculated to have put out assassination attempts on both Tupac and Biggie. And it's the FBI. Through, like through smaller means. So Through smaller means how? Like, or Orlando, was it Orlando Anderson possibly killing him? He could have been hired by the FBI. It's just like an idea. That's where like the con like the conspiracy comes from. So like smaller means to make it look like it wasn't like an actual operative taking them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. But the FBI may have assassinated them in the attempt to end the violent rap culture from West Coast to East Coast. Because they were like the forefront faces of it yep. to possibly put an Fuck. end to it. To like literally, if you take how do you how do you supposedly stop the cult? You take down the person who's leading them. Take down both leaders. Both people will kind of succumb to it. But I mean, eh. they all filter. Okay, so nothing on the CIA. I have nothing on the CIA. Okay, so back to Tupac still being alive. This only contributes to Tupac. There is no Biggie connection in this one. But it is believed that Tupac never died that night. Hence, like I said. (laughs) They say they never saw his body, he died that night. but like like you said, that's kind of like you know he didn't want his body publicly viewed or released, so that's believable. But there is no set account of anybody actually seeing him taken away in an ambulance to the hospital. It is believed to be staged by the CIA that he sold drug or yeah drug well drug crimes, gang related crimes to the CIA as a means to get out of it because he was never truly a gang member. He was only affiliated with the Bloods due to the fact Suge Knight was a very heavy person in the Bloods gang. He wanted out because he never wanted to be a part of the gang to begin (laughs) with, so he sold secrets that he knew from being around and acquainted with in hopes of immunity and protection. Hence, witness protection, change his name, relocate him. That being said, we go back to the tweet, which just stems from everybody saying the CIA knows where Tupac is, but it's still funny that their response to that, and I do believe it was in July 2014, Yes, it was. they wrote on their Twitter account, not that Tupac is dead, but they said, and I quote, we do not know where Tupac is. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like, think about it. He wants out and, like, say this, like, tr- traumatizing event happens to him and he's in the hospital. Like, they say he was in a, like, medically induced coma for six days. What if he actually wasn't? Like, this is the perfect opportunity for him to actually get out of it. Wait, like, wait. Are you speculating that he made this decision in the hospital or, like... Like, if he wanted to get out prior to all of this happening... And yeah. then this happened to him. It'd be, it definitely... and, and then, like, he's in the hospital. They, they could have said, yes, he's in a coma. And then, and that, like, you, you know, this is, like, this is the perfect opportunity for him to be like, okay, I, I do I'm dead now. But, my but, it, but I can get out. But, but how, I'm trying to, so, 
for that to take place, he would have had to already be in contact with the CIA. Then this happened, and yes. And then I, he would have to be like, he took four <clears throat> bullets, so he would have to still been functional. Supposedly. Not to the coma. Supposedly, but like, he took but, four bullets. But even if he wasn't in the contact with the CIA, you said he still wanted out of the, out of it. He he did. He did. I mean, it was a clear picture. It's a known fact. He was leaving death row records. And he wanted he wanted out of this. And there this is life. a conspiracy that states that he sold some gang related secrets from being around and being acquainted with people to the CIA in hopes that they would give him witness protection, relocate him so that he could be free and clear so like Suge Knight or Bloods or Crips couldn't track him down to kill him later. Dude, his mom is quoted saying he chose to leave quietly. Not he passed peacefully. He chose to leave quietly. I just think it's weird like, that like, I, like, I know they were responding to what people said, but you would think the CIA would have stated in their official Twitter account that he is dead. They did not. They just stated we do not know where Tupac is. The only thing that, I have that's to weird th- too. listen, the only thing I have to say to that is one, it's fucking Twitter and it's a C like even if it's a CIA account, it's Twitter. People f- foundations put up random dumb shit all the time. Yes. And the only thing I can think of is that like they started a Twitter, so then everybody started fucking tweeting at him like, Where's Tupac? Where's Tupac? When are you gonna release where Tupac's at? Like, and they just decided <laughs> to say that so people would shut the fuck up. That's the only thing I, 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 I can see that. I can see that being I agree. My conspiracy is they're both dead, and I believe P. Diddy had a hand in both of them. See, I think Biggie yeah. and Tupac are both living it up in Cuba. They're fucking drinking every day, and they're fucking making music that, on their yeah, own and enjoying it themselves. That's the most popular. I don't know why they go to Cuba in the nineties when wait, was, it, was it Cuba? <laughs> no, it was. Wait, was it? Oh yeah, it was Cuba. Tupac went to Cuba a little bit now. Yeah, and, and but that's Tupac. I don't know why you think Biggie's Cuba. there. I just want a happy ending to the story. Damn it. Okay, well I can I can deal with that. They were friends so, in the beginning. So the the most popular conspiracy is that they're still alive, though. And I have I didn't write down, but they think Tupac went to Cuba to live out with his aunt. It, excuse me, in secret, and while everything lied down. But uh, there was in 2014. I could be very wrong. Um, supposedly a picture that literally Rihanna posted on her Instagram was a picture of her and Tupac together. Oh, shit. And it got circulated like a motherfucker. The only thing I remember is, that. The only thing is, the picture is like, yeah, it's Tupac, but uh, it doesn't look like he's aged because he would have been like, I think it's a little, it might have been a little bit older. Does he, it look photoshopped? He would have been a lot older. Well, He looked identical to when he died. Yeah, he doesn't look photoshopped. You know what looks photoshopped? Rihanna's face. Oh. And Rihanna's face looks like a perfect photoshop over a picture of Faith Evans. Biggies. Oh, okay. So that, that photo has been pretty much debunked. Yeah. But, and I will show it to you. <laughs> so there's another one that happened in 2016, which is uh, a great one. I had to save it here so I could show it to you guys. You show me Photoshop. I play Photoshop every day. I can this tell one is not is... Photoshop. I can tell if something is fucked. This is not Photoshop. I can tell if something is shopped. No, this isn't a Photoshop thing. This is more of like, I don't, this could be anyone, but. So this guy, his name is. Naskit Ojo on Instagram. And in May 15, 2016, he posted a photo. He was at his bachelor party. 
And uh, he took a photo with him and his friends at what looks like a hotel room, and he was like, holy shit, I was too drunk last night, but I swear Biggie came to my bachelor party. <laughs> and here's a picture of what... That's him. Oh! I mean, it's a it's a big guy, but I mean... That does kind of look like, like him, it though. It kind of looks like Biggie, but... Kind of, but it could be anybody. It could be anybody. You can't tell me Biggie's only 6'3", 300-some... But it is, I mean that that looks like legit almost like like he he did age. It's also very blurry. Yeah, you don't know. I'm just saying that's that photo came up and it circulated and it's gotten a lot of attention where it's like holy shit is that big holy shit do, do you know where the notorious Big is? They're both in Cuba living it up. They well, were I friends. Think, I don't know where this guy took the photo. But I don't think he was in Cuba, but probably not in Cuba. They could still be alive. I don't think so. If anything, the Tupac one holds some more. Uh, Relevance in terms of him being alive, I don't think Biggie's alive. I definitely do not believe Biggie is alive. Yeah, I, I just don't want a happy ending. Alive. I don't foresee Biggie. We all want happy Night Shook's down there with him, too. I don't foresee <laughs> Biggie going into hiding. Just his persona and what, what he was. I don't, once again, back to him possibly being humble. I don't foresee him going he into was hiding. For, he was too much for He was too much for his community yeah. and his friends and taking care of them. If he was still alive, he wanted to, you know, they'd still have him. He'd be there to take yeah, care of them. If if I'm if I go off from what I've seen and what I've I've like listened to a lot of my life here, uh, I feel like we're repping East Coast real hard. But like, Tupac wanted to get out. It definitely seemed like it would be a good idea to take advantage and get out. Like if he had the opportunity, like if he survived that attack. That would be the perfect opportunity. And then to um, get out. like a lot of I didn't talk about, it, but like um. Tupac actually did keep in contact with his mom for a long time. Tupac actually started blowing up. I think his first album came out until his mom, who was like addicted on heroin at the time, I believe, didn't even know her son was getting famous. Oh, shit. So to like, I think they reconnected after he asked her to get clean and she did. But I think that's when they reconnected. So like their relationship is whatever. And like hearing that she has that quote that you've been saying and that she also sued for his music rights seems a little wild to me. Whereas, like, Christopher Wallace, Mr. Biggie, did not, like, he had a relationship, he stayed in his town, he had his homies, he had his mom all the time. He had his wife. Yeah, like, he had it, like, why would he leave that? Why would he leave it? Yeah. He was gonna leave Pete Diddy and start his own company, but... I mean, that's nothing new for, like, somebody that's... No, a lot of musicians do that. They release a couple albums on like Atlanta Records, and then they go like, "Hey, I'm actually pretty good. I could probably do do this myself." Yeah, a lot of people do it nowadays too. Record record companies fucking take too much from you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like signing your soul. Actually, the big end thing right now is is no studios. I mean, the internet's made it so easy for people with talent. Tom McDonald, uh, Ryan Upchurch, and these are bands I like. I'm not saying there aren't into other types of music, but they're the music I like to listen to. They're both independent as fuck, and some of the two biggest trending names right now in the hip hop slash rap genre. I've been told one of the biggest one of the biggest success stories for self producing is ICP. Whatever you want to say about Insane Clown Posse, like, those dudes decided they want to do it themselves. They started doing it themselves, and they're fucking hits. Like, they sell so many records. They're big. And they did mostly through, like, their own fucking means. You know what I mean? Like, they're big hits. And here. contracts with, what is it, Fanta? Or... Oh, Fago? They started Fago? Fan- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's all self-producing. And uh, I, I, I heard uh, Violent J on a podcast I listened to recently, and he was talking about what you said, like, 
Forget studios, man. Laptops got everything you need. Just go get a laptop. Get famous. You guys like my guitar videos, right? Very good song to put exactly. it into, put it into perspective. Once again, I'm a big fan of Tom McDonald. He sings a lot of controversial stuff that people don't necessarily agree with. I think he speaks the truth. But he does have a song called Music Industry. And he basically states, I got a pen in my hand, but why the hell am I going to sell who the hell I am? I like that. Um, that sounds poetically beautiful. I he's like that. good. He is good at writing. Whether you agree with what he sings in some of his songs or not, I will say lyrically, Fucking on point. I that can't. Is, I can't bring any actual good. lyrics, but I know I listen to a lot of Macklemore, and uh, he has a song called Jimmy Iovine, which is actually a name of one of like the big top record companies in Brooklyn, where like he literally sings the whole time about how he's like he's gonna get big, and he starts getting. Then he walks into like the studio, and the guys like explains the contract to him, like, yeah, we're gonna own your first three albums, and all your money is gonna go back to like selling out like these albums and all that you produce and like your concerts and your your tour and everything, and then you'll get this percentage, and then eventually you'll start making money. And he's like, no. And the record just cuts, and he, you can just hear him walking out. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's not how this works. I like his one song. He sings about baseball. Victory Lap. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, another from the same one, music industry, from Tom McDonald. He says, why am I going to buy a car that you get to drive and pay for the gas? And he's not the only one. Demon Jones, he's one of my hip-hop artists. He does. He says the same thing in one of his songs that he does with Ryan Upchurch. Why am I going to buy these people brand new cars? I'm stuck there having the same old truck every day. Yeah. Yep, studios suck. Record labels are not not the way to go half the time. I mean, if you have to, you have to, but it, yeah, it's bad. Like, yeah. in rock music, really, it's your best option. You don't hear about too many independent rock bands. I think... Well, what was the story behind... The story in Guitar Hero 3? Like, you sign yourself to fucking a record label, and then, like, it's all of... Like, the end, you'll play Satan, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you guitar yeah. battle against Satan. Yeah. You sign so yourself you, away. You sign yourself away because, like, you don't... Like, big into rock, Atlanta Records. I'm getting vinyls from rock bands from the 80s that I just always just, you know, they were big. They've always been big. And boom, all of a sudden I'm pulling their records out of their sleeves. And he's got Atlanta record on them. Like, Chicago, I do believe my Chicago record has the Atlanta Records sticker on it. And Atlanta Records signed, like, Shine Down for Sound of Madness. That was Atlanta Records. Um, I don't know. You can name so many major rock bands Bottom that sign on Atlanta Records. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Like, bottom line here is, like, you know, you sign on a record, you're pretty much not exactly selling your soul, but, like, and if your you entire do life... Well, like if you don't do well, they cut you. They just say we don't like the songs you made for this album, so either redo it or we're cutting you. And that's yeah. and, and that's exactly it. If you do well, they're gonna be like, you need to keep doing this, and they're gonna keep on you, and they're gonna tell you what to do. Hence, why so many bands nowadays sound like they keep making the same thing over and over and over. But that's safe to assume because if you look at ACDC, they use the same, same rift in literally every song. Okay, that's oh, not that's true. That's argument. not true. They uh, have a formula. Fucking argument. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about ACDC? I'll get on that with you. But they have a formula 
and it works, and they stuck to it all these years. Yeah, and I'm not arguing that it works, but it is virtually the same thing over and over and over. And it works, and that's why they stuck to it. But you know what? Same thing with modern pop music. You nowadays have more chords than you do verses because they just repeat oh, the yeah. same shit over and over because repetition works. Exactly. You know who did really good recently? Um, All-time low-released Monsters. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, it. Oh, my God. I love that song. See, I like it too, but have you heard the version with the two pop stars they did mixes with? No, I haven't so heard the have, Black Bear. They have Black Bear, but they uh, also did another version with Demi Lovato. Sounds so, like it'd be trash. Oh, no, it's great. It's uh, like, it's all-time low Demi Lovato and Black Bear all on it. All I'll together. have to look it up, because I, I it's version. in my most repeated music uh, playlist on Spotify. All she does is come in and like sing. It's right after Black Bear. She starts singing the the chorus verse, and then they go into her singing the last part, and they all sing the last part. I'll, I'll, I'll have to listen to it. I'll but, love uh, my version. I mean, that's like porn star dancing by My Darkest Days. The base model featured Zach Wild, and oh, then they Jesus. came out. Then they came out with the Ludacris version, featured Ludacris, and his segments like this long and. This long, this little bit that he does took the song from here for me to here. That he just bit. it made it that much better. I think we're just talking about record labels and whatnot. So I, I don't know. There could be a thousand fucking things, but it's all unsolved, and I don't think it's ever going to get solved. Before we honest with you, there's so, so many holes in it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's one way to put it. There's, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes. It's really old now. So there's like a lot of people that could probably give you an answer. Probably I'm aren't dead. even around. Yeah, they're dead. Exactly. They're gone. Yeah. So like, it is what it is. See, a, I like to think there's a happy story. Tupac and Biggie, they're they're down there in Cuba. They're drinking drinks together and they're friends like they used to be. Well, I'm I'm glad you have a positive outlook on life, but the way I look at it, nothing is good in this world. They're both dead. <laughs> They're six Most feet likely. under. Uh, no, Biggie was cremated. So, oh, didn't know <laughs> Biggie, that. Biggie was cremated. Was he? You know that? Yes, I, I didn't. That. I didn't know that. I do okay. know he was cremated. It, if you believe in the fact that he is dead, yes, he was cremated. He was his ashes were given to his mother. So well, then, there. Once she dies, all you got to do is take the the urn or urn or whatever it's called. The urine. The urn. <laughs> The urine. <laughs> <No>. God. <laughs> Any which way, you can take that, and believe it or not, even with cremation, there are still bone fragments in there. You, you could probably DNA test that with today's technology. Honest, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works, so I can't say. No, it oh, can I'm big in the murder. Let's just see mysteries. if anybody wants to. Yeah, I was gonna say it can happen. Let's just see if anybody wants to actually do that. Nobody will. I mean, honestly, at this point, why solve them? I mean, it'd be a great thing to solve them. It'd, like, blow up and be a story for about a month. Yeah. It, they've, they have outlived their lifespan from being these conspiracies. Why take that away from them now? It just... I feel like the conspiracies have given to their legacy. It's oh, made yeah. it that yeah. much Absolutely. bigger. Absolutely. The only thing I do want to add quickly before we get these credits here, though, um, it is kind of cool because when we did the Atla Pass incident, like, we did it, and I think it was, like, a week, a week and a half later, uh, people were sending me tons of things about how Disney got involved. About did you see that? About they what? reopened the Diablo Pass incident, and Disney got involved using their animation studios to show that it was a, an avalanche that apparently caused it. You know what I mean? But but there are no signs of any no, avalanche. I, I know, I know. But, but uh, okay, we did an episode, and it got talked about. You know what I've been seeing lately? 
And, I mean, targeted ads are a thing, but I've been seeing tons of things about, apparently, brand new documentaries about the death of Tupac and Biggie. And we're doing this episode. Dude, you know... Really? Yeah. You know, when was the last time you ever bought dog food online? I've never bought dog food online. Exactly. <laughs> Start saying you need to buy dog food online... Just, just start saying it around your phone. Oh no, just I say, know targeted just, ads are just, a thing. No, I mean, I mean, like I just said that I know targeted ads are. A oh thing, yeah, I, like, I mean, I'm just saying your phone in general. Just but leave it sit there. Just say, keep, keep saying like, oh shit, I keep forgetting to order dog food online. Yes, I know targeted ads are it, a thing. Your phone listens to you. Yes, I. Fu- I that's what I'm saying. Okay, when I it's thought, gonna fuck. Explain how I never say anything out loud, and I'm thinking about something I need, and it pops up as an ad on my Instagram. You Explain probably looked that? it up. No. no okay. Never targeted did. ads are a thing, but why is there a brand new documentary that just got released? It's not that it's being advertised to me. It just got released. And we're doing this episode. It's because we're famous and like they're fucking awesome. catching well, on to us. In our retrospect, we we're doing push better this things than like, we know. What, three times. What we push this back like three times now, because oh. I wasn't set on the idea of what we were gonna do at first, and then the snowstorm and nah, it's still fucking brand new fucking documentary out there. <laughs> Alright. I'll have to look into that, though. I'd watch I swear it. they're, like, brand new. I think they just came out on, like, Hulu or something. I'm surprised that they don't have a movie based on Tupac and Biggie's life yet. Like what they did they with, like, Well, I don't know about a movie. I think it's all documentaries. I don't think there's, like, a... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's not the others. I mean, you said, there is a you said it one. here first. No, there is a Biggie one. Is I, there? Yes. But I, I mean, remember. like, the whole conspiracy kind of movie. There, no, no, there, no, there is a movie. But it is called Notorious B.I.G. That is the... You follow Biggie from... Childhood too, yes. And at the very end, it oh god, I remember the very end of it. It's um, it's his funeral, and it's his mom sitting in the car talking about how like all these times I never listened to my son's music, but after his death, I finally listened and I heard them. And she like rolls down the window of like the the hearse that she's like riding in, and like hears like all the music playing, all these people cheering for him and stuff. Oh man, it's so good. I want to rewatch that now. That's a really good movie. I I'll have to now check too. it out now. That's a really good movie. It. I watch it with Earl Freeland. Real? Oh. Yeah, me and Earl watch it in that, that living room. Fucking movie night, it. guys. Let's do it. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm down for that. I'd watch it. All right. Uh, buy gold. Yeah, buy gold and give a special thanks to Sarcamstick on Instagram for the use of our logo and uh, offer to a special for the use of our theme song, Polska. I'm trying to rush through this now because I feel like we've gone forever and it's freezing as fuck down here. Thank you, Chatter. <laughs> and thanks to Chatter for being on and doing this. Anytime. Yeah, no, this was great. When you brought this up, I was so fucking excited. I'm glad I, I got I'm to I'm up for nerds. doing another one whenever y'all are. I definitely yeah, feel more educated than what I was walking into here. I'm glad I got to educate you on a conspiracy. Yeah, this, this, this was this was a nice change of pace. This I like this. I learned a few cool. more things I didn't know about, like the FBI. I never heard of that one. Oh before. yeah, yeah, and definitely trying to like end gang violence, but I don't think that was going to end with just two rappers. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, buy gold and. Remember to listen to all the great music by Tupac Shakur and Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G. Eat waffles. Waffle. Waffle. Waffle.